0: Hello
1: everyone and welcome to episode 102 of Zion's Fineness, this is Kenny Brown. In this episode I am joined by David Gao, he's going to be talking about his Worlds list. David was famous, slash infamous, slash amazing. He ran Lothcats at Worlds and he went 5-1 in Swiss. He was Brett Kelly's only loss in the tournament, and it was on Blitz, so there you go. Um, He was running an amazing, uh, it's a a scum hunter list, but he's got Lothcats instead of Weakways, and there's like a few other tweaks to his list, and... I'm not gonna lie. When I first saw his list, I, I had heard that he was doing well before. Um, before I actually saw what the contents of his list was, and when I actually saw it, I was like, "There is no way this guy is going five and one." Like some, I I must be missing something. But David's an incredibly good player. I mean, he's from the United States, he's from Berkeley, um, but he lives in London right now, and he uh, has apparently um, made quite a name for himself in Her Majesty's uh, Majesty's Nation, Um, and he's just awesome. It's awesome to hear him talk about, like, his philosophy in terms of, like, why it was that he built the list the way he did, you know, it wasn't just doing it for the memes, he was doing it for, because he thought it had answers to things, so, I mean, obviously it had answers to Spectre, which it did. Um, I want to apologize. We recorded this episode. It was early, early, early in the morning um, in Utah when we recorded this because he's in London and that's like the only way you can really make it work. So I'm a little bit groggy at, um, when it starts off. And also, I think Will Will wakes up and walks in at a certain point. So I, I try to edit most of that out. But you might hear just like some, you know, rumblings of the Brown household arising to life. So when we started, I think it was like 6 or 630 or something my time. So it was pretty early. Um, now let me just give you everyone an update as to where we're at. So we, tonight I, as I'm, I'm editing this tonight, we are actually recording another episode with Chris, Jake, Ben, DT, and Brett is going to join if he gets back from watching Game of Thrones, which apparently is more important than Imperial Assault and his beloved brothers in the community. Um, but we are going to be recording an episode on the IA continuity, project, Um, we're going to be talking about that and talking about, they're going to be, primarily this is going to be Chris and company talking about the project, what it is kind of giving everyone an intro into it. There's already been a lot of talk about it on the Slack and we know that there's a lot of tournaments where people are running the IA continuity project, which I think is wise. I mean, I think there is absolutely zero reason to play standard, um, standard IA right now. I, I guess you can ban Spectre, and then you can have a pretty decent meta. But um, what we, what we, what I'm—the reason why I'm really glad that these brothers are coming on tonight—and what I want to start thinking about going forward is, with with FFG not planning to release new content for the game, we're kind of we're at a crossroads, and it's we're approaching the crossroads pretty fast in terms of what we need to think about, like the decisions that need to be made as a community, if we're going to make any decisions regarding what we want to do about continuing the viability of the game. So the IA Continuity Project represents the effort of some of the best and the brightest in the community in terms of players who have invested a lot of time in it. Obviously we've got Brett and DT who are the two best, and then a lot of players like Chris has been running his custom projects for a while, and just people who are passionate about the game. And that is awesome, obviously, but it is not going to fly if we don't have buy-in from communities, right? And this has to be people everywhere. So this is something that we need to start talking about, thinking about regarding um, whether or not we're going to keep investing what we need to do in order to keep the game going. And I'm not saying like we need to, you know, have the IA Continuity Project 2.0, you know, IA 2.0 or whatever, go as full speed as IA. But I have, I have sensed that... People, there are already people who are just not interested in coming back, right? Like the Spectre burned them out or for whatever reason, they're just not interested in coming back. And I think that if we keep losing people, then there's just going to be nothing for us to build on. So that's something we got to really think about. And I'm not, it's not a problem we need to solve immediately, but that's one good thing about this podcasts are recording tonight is hopefully it's going to keep that conversation going. And I know there's already a lot of activity on the Slack focused on this, so it's not like this is brand brand new news to anybody. But anyway, I'm glad we're talking about it. After I have the brothers on, what I'm going to do is we're going to get the Utah brothers, Matt, JK, and Scott. I'm going to have them on for kind of like a, what's the word, a memorial and remonstrance. I don't know if we've already done that. Um, we didn't have JK on our last one, but I'd kind of like to talk to them about where where they think things are at, and what what they want to do in the future, and also we can just talk about how much we love each other, because people want to hear that, I'm sure. So anyways, that is where we're at. I know that you guys are going to love this episode with David. He was such an awesome guy to interview, and he was such an awesome guy to meet, especially because I had heard so much about him, and I didn't actually know before I met him at Worlds that he was from the States, and he is the most, like, soft-spoken genius you've ever met, and... I know you guys are going to enjoy this episode. Again, I encourage everyone to stay involved in the IA Continuity Project. Listen, um, stay tuned for our next episode. It's going to take me forever to edit it because we had six people on, and it'll be amazing. Um, But we're going to get that out, and we're going to be having some tournaments and getting more involved, and it is going to be awesome. Thank you all so much. Hello, and welcome to episode 102 of Zion's Finest. This is Kenny Brown, and I am joined by my brother, David Gao. Hi, this is David. David hails from merry old England, but he is actually from my second most favorite state in the Union, California. Um, David, maybe what you can do is give us a little bit... Of, I, I don't think most people are going to know about you, except your uh, famous or maybe infamous streak through worlds with um, Loft Cats. But maybe you can give people a little bit of a background in terms of where you're from, your history with IA, all that stuff. Oh,
0: sure. Um, so I, I'm actually... From California, and I I moved to the UK and I've been living there for a couple of years. Um, I've played Imperial Assault for about three years now, but in a very off and on kind of way. I tend to disappear for about a year at a time, which is why I think most people in the community other than the London locals don't really know me. Um
1: so you said you've been you've been playing for 3 years. Like when did you when did you start? Have you always been playing campaign or skirmish?
0: So I I started playing campaign and skirmish at about the same time. And I I think if I remember correctly, the first event I went to was the very last regionals where they handed out the clear regional dice in uh just two colors, so Those the red and yellows.
1: That would have been I think like two thousand sixteen ish, maybe? Yeah.
0: So that yeah. that's right when I started. Um and I, I just met everybody in the community here and had such such a great time that I ended up coming back, you know, every once in a while to hop into some competitive play.
1: That's awesome. Do you play anything any other FFG games like X Wing or Destiny or Armada? Uh
0: very casually. I would say. Um, interestingly, I go to some of these events, and the IA crowd kind of all hangs out together. And occasionally, yeah. we we run off and say, you know, oh, I'll be right back. I'm gonna just play play Destiny real quick. So it's it's a bit of a strange interaction there. <laughs> That's awesome.
1: Um, and then, what other games? Like, are you a big board game player? Like, what else do you like to play? I actually.
0: Play a lot of online games. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, so when back in my younger days, I guess I played competitive Counter Strike. I played a lot of Tribes, um, Global Agenda, more recently Overwatch, and oh, yeah. a lot of competitive MOBAs like League of Legends, uh, Dota 2, Dota yeah. 1. Yep. Very Heroes cool. of the Storm.
1: Yeah, I've, I've, I've heard of these games. Well, at least I've heard of like the. Moba games you talked about first ones I didn't know anything about, but actually no, that's not true. I know about Counter Strike. That's really cool.
0: <laughs> that's very yeah, cool. Show, showing my age a little, maybe. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. What do we do? What are we gonna do with these young whippersnappers, David? I know, right. <laughs> um, so, um, with IA, what has been like your most favorite list or like your most favorite archetype? What have you most enjoyed playing?
0: Ooh. I think some of the most fun I had was uh, back when the Rancor first came out. Yeah, yeah, that that was a ton of fun. I think I've, in most of the big competitions I've gone to, I have actually brought a beast, beast list of some sort. So maybe the first one was a bantha list. And then I played Rancor a couple of times. And this year, um, through most of the season, I played a fairly standard scum victory point manipulation until I swapped to last cap.
1: Okay, well, bringing that up means we, we well, let's dive right into that. So for those, those listeners who do not know, um, Dave, David showed up to Worlds and proceeded to have an amazing, an absolutely amazing um, streak of crushing through Swiss Running Lothcats in his list, and so what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk a little bit about that. But um, you might remember in our last episode we had Brett Kelly on. Brett Kelly running Specter lost to a Scum list on Blitz, and his loss was to David. So he he talked about that a little bit, but just to give you like a sense of how how well David did, that was that was Brett Kelly's loss on the day. Um, was to David on Blitz, which is amazing. So, but first off, David, maybe help us understand. First off, tell us the list that you brought to Worlds. Help us um, understand like what the process was in terms of you why you built it. I mean, literally, no, I have never played a game against Lothcats. I've never included them in a list. I have never played them. So, help us. and then you proceeded to show up to Worlds and just crush it with them. So, help us understand like what was it that made you decide to bring them. Um, and maybe how it was that we'll, we'll go through your Swiss, but what you learned playtesting or whatever that made you think that that was the right call.
0: (laughs) Sure. So I think a, a big part of why I chose to bring them was actually what you just said in that so many people probably have not played against them before. So I don't actually get a chance to play as much Imperial Assault as I would like, uh, And I I basically admitted, you know, if I were going to play Specter Cell, I would probably lose to most most people who have practiced a lot. I definitely don't have the practice time to keep up with that. So the idea was to do something that most people haven't thought of, um, something that had a lot of interesting interactions with Beast Tamer and with the Pounce and just have options that other people won't think of that I will have practiced, uh, if that makes sense. So the the list basically was uh, Elite Lothcats with Beast Tamer, um, Support with Jabba and 3PO, and then I also had uh, Sabine, Hondo, Onar, and Greedo. Um, So... The the Lothcats, I guess, are a little bit self-explanatory, and the, the support in terms of focus um, is fairly normal as well. So I, I had tried running this with uh, Gideon rather than Jabba, but I found that you really do need the extra victory points, and you do need the card draw in a lot of matchups. Yeah. Um, Blitz, for example, is really nasty if you don't have... Just that little bit extra.
1: Man, that's such a great point.
0: Uh, then the rest of the list with Sabine, Honda Onar, Greedo. Um, I think Onar is just really strong. And Sabine also is a bit of a forced choice, I think, with that Rebel Graffiti. Uh, on a lot of matchups, again, you, you really want to get that early. Otherwise... The kind of massive, I would say, uh, slight, slight or massive, whatever imbalance, just will crush you. Um, I think yeah. on Blitz, if you get if you get your rebel graffiti early, for example, you can give up a lot of points uh, on objectives and try to hang in there.
1: Yeah, you because because you really can just seed the you know the 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 middle part of the map. Um, not leave your deployment zone, and even if they're saying, okay, well, I'm just going to go for objectives, you can say, okay, well, I can hold you a little bit while I'm
0: getting ginned up. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I guess we'll talk about it a little later when we get yeah. to that that game I had against Brett. And then Hondo and Greedo are, are basically there so that I can play On the Lamb and some yeah. of the other good good hunter smuggler cards. So this this list was actually quite tough to practice because the overlap in traits was not good. Yeah. You've got uh, hunters, smugglers, beasts. Yeah, uh, so I, I actually didn't run um, any beast cards at all. No, Interesting. Yeah, I, I tried a couple of them. Um, it, it just didn't quite make the cut.
1: I guess the ones would have been like pack alpha... Um, um, I, I, wild, I to, wild fury. Wild fury. Were yeah, you running I, death blow?
0: I was. Okay. So I was. I was running death blow for the Lothcats. Loth cats. Yeah, I think the the issue was that a lot of these things are are good, but they were kind of designed for a bigger figure, like the rancors. You know, massive dice attack. Yeah. And not a little cat biting you. You, you can wild fury. <laughs> With the Lothcat, but if it's not focused, uh, it's not really worth it.
1: That's yeah. not going to feel too amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's funny. That that is awesome. Do you have anything else in terms of like the building of the list? How long? Like, when did you when did you build this? Like, when did you decide? Okay, this is what I'm taking to Worlds.
0: Ah, uh, okay. Uh, so I guess I first started playing around with Lothcats right after UK Nationals, which okay. was the day that Lothal dropped. So we we got we got the Lafel stuff and I got super excited and I started playing around with it. I think a, a lot of people who knew me probably saw it coming because <laughs> I just love Cats so much. There's there's a card in Destiny um, that was called Lothcat and Mouse. Yep. I think from the very first set. Yeah. And I had managed to draft a a four-inch tall stack of those. Randomly, just, just for fun. <laughs> that
1: was awesome.
0: Uh, so so they came out, and then I, I took it to a, a store event. I think I was playing Rancor Loft Cats to give the tokens to the Rancor. Okay. I think it, it didn't quite work. I came in second after Isaac, I believe. Uh, and then I went back to Scum Hunters for a while. And then what happened was I, I won my regional for the season. And then Alistair Scott... The which, UK, and which
1: regional was that?
0: So That was Aldershot. Okay. It was actually a, a gentleman's agreement, no specter style yeah, regional. Yep. Which was tons of fun. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I won that with um, kind of a pretty standard victory point manipulation list. Mm-hmm. And then Alistair told me, Alright, now you've got your regional win, you can just play nothing but Lothcats for the rest of the year. <laughs> and that's basically what I started doing. You're, so I, like, I, I, you're right. I can. <laughs> exactly. So I, I took Lothcats to to everything. Um and I was running, you know, Loft Cat Swarm. I was running two sets of elite loft cats, And at some point I sat there and we were talking and the the thing that came out was, you know, they're actually pretty good, right? And, but the, and
1: unexpectedly. But, so,
0: yeah. So in, in all my games, when I lost, it was never because the Lothcats weren't good enough. Yeah. So then I, I said, okay, let's, let's try and actually make this work. And so I did a little bit of testing, um, actually played a a regional with with laugh cats in my list uh, it was a kind of a small one but Luke Sykes was there uh, Isaac was there Alistair yeah. was there so it was it was quite a i mean the I the
1: know. talent the the i a talent in the u k is is concentrated and very very strong
0: yeah i I had some really really good practice opponents uh so I remember that day actually. I was planning on coming home because I had dinner plans with someone, and unexpectedly, I made cut with lost cats. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was forced to stay there. Forced, you know, like, to, so, yeah. Sorry,
1: sorry, um, sorry, friend. I am winning a winning a turn up uh, uh, Star Wars plastic miniatures tournament with um, space cats.
0: Exactly. Uh, it was worse because they they were actually flying in from California. To oh, us. <laughs> uh, no. all right, it, it's fine. They, they were family on my <laughs> wife's side. So yeah. there you go. You'd yeah, rather I be playing. You'd rather be playing loft cats anyway. Uh, yeah. So so that that one went really well. Um, and in the end, we, we trimmed it all the way down to one set of Loft cats. I think mainly because there's just not enough focus to go around. In scum, yeah, and the the beast tamer with one group is perfect, yeah. While with two, it's a little just a little short,
1: yeah. I guess because I mean, with two, you can keep you can focus them as they're diving in, right? And if they're able to survive, you can keep focusing them with Jabba, but like it's not a super uh, it's not like a, a major loss if they go down after they've you know weakened or brought somebody down, and then you can then start focusing your hunters, right? As they're, yeah, it, or, or I mean, your your hit, your other hitters, your range hitters, as they're coming in for cleanup.
0: Exactly. Awesome. I think I think one one definite. So I, I had played this list with uh, weak ways instead of Lothcat's Beast Tamer for a yeah. while, and the the big trade is basically you're trading consistency mm-hmm. um, in terms of rerolls. So if your luck goes bad. Yeah. which eventually it did go back for me at Worlds. Yeah. Um, you, you have very few options with the cats instead of weak ways. Yeah. Uh, but, you, but what you get is the ability to ignore line of sight and go so far. Yeah,
1: something that nobody was really expecting was how, quick, how far you could dive bomb those guys in.
0: Yeah, I think in one of my earlier, earliest practice matches, I one-rounded Thrawn. Alistair Stron. Wow. Uh, in on his terminal, I think he activated oh, first, looked at my card, and I said, "All right, now he dies." <laughs> yeah,
1: all right. <laughs> oh man, that's nuts. That is amazing and nuts. Crazy, awesome. All right. Well, let's um, let's get started with world. So you showed you flew in, you flew in from the UK. Um, tell us about who your opponents were, how things went what you learned about the list, just give us like a, a general overview in terms of how, how let's, and let's start with Swiss.
0: Uh Sure. So I, I flew in the day before worlds. Um, so I actually had, had time to play a couple of practice matches um, against, I think three of them, three practice matches. I ended up losing, losing one of them to Luke the day before worlds. Uh, yeah, and Luke yeah. was running,
1: Luke was running specter. He was my loss in
0: Swiss. Yeah. So Luke, Luke, uh, I had played him, Lothcats versus Specter, before, and I think I actually beat him on Blitz as well. All right. So so, I'll just throw throw it out there now that I've played Blitz against Specter with Lothcats four times, probably, after the new maps came out, and I've uh-huh. I've I've won all of them. And wow. They, they they were against uh, they were against Luke, Alistair, Brett, and uh, one other guy at a regional. So oh my gosh, loftcat's too, all...
1: stru- too strong. Please nerf.
0: <laughs> They're all in great company.
1: <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know.
0: Like the, those are
1: four of the best players in the world. Three of the best players in the world for sure. Oh wow,
0: that is crazy. That is very crazy. All right. Well, let yeah. yeah. let's let's, that, let's get into it. Because that, that night we had the pizza, and the, the UK contingent actually uh, went in on a dice pack. So we said whoever wins dice will give dice to everyone else. Oh, that's cool. At, at, at the time, I, I thought I was, uh, I was not going to be the one dispensing dice. but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you thought you'd be, you'd be picking up those sweet dice. So uh, in, in Swiss, I had five games against Specter Cell. And one game against double weakways. So it was a a very specterful yeah. day. for me. Yes, indeed. Yeah, it was, it was. actually quite quite tough, but kind of what I what I expected.
1: Yeah, that in mean, your field. So I played three <clears throat> specters. You played five, but um, yeah, I think that was kind of the concentration that everyone was expecting. Um, who, who was your first opponent?
0: So my first opponent was Raymond, uh, who was local. He actually sat next to me at the San's Finest pizza dinner. So we had already kind of met and chatted. And that that was a really great game, actually.
1: That was on Mall's Map, right?
0: Uh, yeah, so it was back alleys. It was uh, posters. And I think the game finished 34 to 14.
1: So you pulled away comfortably. What list was he? Was he run, was that one of the specters?
0: Yeah. So he was he was Specter Cell, and I think the the big kind of swing for me was uh, round one during setup. My two cats uh, pounced on Sabine with Element, and she Ooh. just died.
1: Oh man, that's awesome!
0: Yeah. So I, I hit her once and got her kind of low enough that the second cat played Element. And finished her off, and that that was huge. And, so and that you're,
1: was so. You're focusing <clears throat> your cats. They've also I, for players who don't know, they search for plus two, and they've got an innate pierce one, correct?
0: Yes, and they they also can give um, give a beast any token that you oh, want. Okay. So I, yeah, I'm typically giving them the the plus one damage token. So great. they they do quite a lot of damage, and they they automatically pierce that specter cell plus one block. So great. Yeah, so the the two cats pounced Sabine to death, Um, and it was so early that it actually, um, I didn't have to trade the cats. They they managed to come back and get focused again, which which was really really big.
1: Man, that Um, would be that would throw me off if I was playing Spectre. I'd be like, what the heck has just happened?
0: (laughs) Yeah, that 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 was really pretty pretty good luck um, on round one. Ray, Raymond was super nice. He, he actually He's, gave he me... Had, yeah, he is such a cool guy. He gave me... Um, he let me buy his maps off of him at the end of the day as well. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, since we can't get them outside of the U.S., but uh, we couldn't buy them at Worlds. That was amazing also. Very cool.
1: Um, so round two, let's see. Uh, who was your opponent round two?
0: The so round two was Pat playing double double ways. There you
1: go. That's right. I remember Pat actually came to talk, or I, I I talked to Pat after this. He was like, "I just lost the loft cats
0: <laughs> So what what was funny actually was as we were starting, um, I heard I heard someone sitting next to us say, "Oh, why did I get a Specter Cell matchup? Should have gotten something easy like Lothcats." <laughs> <laughs> as David just um, strums his fingers <laughs> together. Uh, so. The, the match against Pat was really hard, too. I, I mean, they were all, all tough games. Yeah. But he was playing double weak ways, and I think he had Gideon, 3PO, and Jabba as yeah. support. Yep. But he had a lot of focused snipers, and we were playing Lafaule Waste Fluctuations.
1: So that should be a favored map for them. Well, I mean, you know, with these double pirates, right? Like, they've got range.
0: Yeah, that was fairly terrifying. Um, yeah. But I, I think sniper lists are something I've played against quite a lot. Because yeah. Isaac's been playing his Han Rangers for ages. Great so I've had a, a lot of good practice against that. And i played a lot of, a bit of Weequay as well. The round one, we both set up um, on the Spire side for a little cover. But at the very end of round one, he double-moved a pair of focused Elite Weequays up into position of to either side of the spire.
1: Because he far had as scheme,
0: play. right? Uh, no. So I, I had initiative. Oh, interesting. So he, yeah. So he, he knew he was going to, well, he, he thought he was going to go first next round. He moved his two equ- yeah, yeah, equays up. Um. Very luckily, somehow, I had take initiative. So mm-hmm. I, I took initiative and I activated Sabine to try to remove one of them before they could shoot. Yeah. Um, un- unfortunately he, he had lamb, which meant I didn't kill anything and used up my Sabine already. Oh man. And he immediately deleted Onar. Oh. Yeah. So that, that was a really rough start for me. Hmm. Um, I think what happened next was basically the cats ate some of his other elite ways before they could activate. Yeah. And use their focus. And that that started to bring it back.
1: Yeah, because the crazy thing is, is, like, you're saying, like, you you can hit with those cats out of line of sight, and 13 spaces away is, like, you know, what they can do um, with Beast Tamer. And it is really hard to be constantly thinking of that in terms of keeping your guys safe. And ways are going to go down real quick to a focus green, green, blue um,
0: with plus two damage and pierce one, so... Yeah, and end of plus one damage token as well. And it's plus a, one damage token. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, so I think in in the end, somehow it ended up thirty five fifteen, I believe. Wow. Yeah, you
1: sound you definitely pulled that real quick.
0: Yeah, there there was a lot of points points related cards. I think. Yeah. Celebration. That
1: is that is really cool. Um, okay, so round three, who was your opponent?
0: Uh, round three was Alfonso. Oh, was, yes, we love Alfonso. He was also playing Specter Cell. Yep. Um, and the map was the map was Tarkin Rogue AI. Okay. Uh, so I, I had initiative, and I just barely won that, forty to thirty-seven. And I wow. think what what did it for me was uh, Greedo dodged twice. Oh man! Which is which is big. Um, and with Rogue AI. And beast tamer lost cats. They were running around, grabbing me. All kinds of. I think it was just the that last round, counting the number of points you need to win. Yeah. And they managed to, to get me the forty.
1: Man, that is crazy. That is really really crazy.
0: I think I think that game was actually on YouTube. It's oh. uh, one of the recorded ones.
1: Um. For from Noah's stream. <clears throat> Yeah,
0: exactly. Awesome. All right, we
1: we'll, we will put a link up to
0: that cuz yeah, that I, would be that is very cool. I think I I may try to do some commentary on it later, but I just got back. So
1: <laughs> there you go. That's right. Uh, we, we should have said that. Yeah, you've been you've uh, been running around Iceland for the last
0: week, so. Yeah, so I actually haven't been back in London since Worlds. you oh, know. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Awesome. So round 4. The round four was the game against Brett. Um, there we go. We're on Blitz. Cats cats versus Spectre Cell on, on Blitz. Uh, that map is just so demoralizing somehow. Oh,
1: man. It is.
0: I, I remember I, I sat down. I put my figures down in my deployment zone. I looked up at Brett, and he kind of raised an eyebrow. And it's like... <laughs> Is, is that your deployment? Because we deploy one one deployment at a time. I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, of course. You know, I'm just, I'm just thinking a little bit, and I take yeah. my fingers Dude. out, and yeah. then I put them back at the back of the deployment zone. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Like, don't worry,
1: <laughs> it will be in my deployment zone. So. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. So yeah, that was that was a little silly. Um, yeah, no. But there isn't really any other choice. I think uh, in no. one of your earlier episodes, you, you had talked about what happens if you don't deploy at the very back in the deployment zone against yeah. Spectre Cell. So. Yeah. yeah, you, you just you, you have to, but... Yeah, so Brett takes the Spire area, I think. Mm-hmm. He moves everyone pretty far uh, and is ready to jump into my deployment zone. I think yeah. he takes my terminal Pretty is early as well. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think early on, what I what I basically tried to do was shoot at him around the corner, very unsuccessfully, but maybe a little worryingly.
1: Yeah.
0: With, with uh, just, with yeah, just with Onar with Hondo, so they they weren't focused and they were just missing range, but they yeah. could have done some damage. Ugh. And I think Brett pulled back a little bit. Oh, interesting. Uh, so he was gaining a lot of points. Um, yeah. And he had two terminals. Yeah. So the, the game at the end of the first two rounds was basically Spectre Cell drawing a fistful of cards and gaining six points a round, and Hunters drawing one card and gaining no points. Man. <laughs> so the, the amount of you know, psychological pressure from that is pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah, very luckily, I had my rebel graffiti on round one. Oh man, yeah, that is huge. That is huge, huge. Yeah, so picking up two points around on that made a huge difference. So, I I kind of remember that um, at some point the spectres split off a little, and the Loft Cats were, were fighting them on the right half of the map. Okay. I guess it's, it's hard for anyone to visualize what right yeah, and left just like is. in terms the, of where is it um, in, re- in regards the to... Non, the non-spire there you go. side of the map. There you go. <clears throat> so towards, towards the final round, what happened was I had one Lothcat left, and he shot across the map and jumped on Chopper, a full health Chopper. Okay. No focus, but I think I spent a card... I don't know if Brett remembers or not, but the unfocused Lothcat cat basically bit Chopper in half <laughs> yeah. in, in one go. And that, oh. that was that was big. That um, is awesome. I also have in my notes that I had a bit of a heart attack when I activated Black Market because I took the strain as a card, since Java was in danger and I really yeah. needed him to survive a hit. Yeah. And I milled um I milled on the lamb. Oh, Oh, which is painful. That is um, painful. But the the next card that came up was um, assassinate, which I sold for three points. Wow, that is crazy. Yeah, so those those are kind of near the bottom of my deck. was quite scary. Man, yeah.
1: That's so up. that
0: I think that ended forty thirty three. Wow, what a game! Yeah, I'm I'm not even quite sure how how it ended up. the way it did. Uh,
1: It was just, it was a bewildering to have um, survived the Blitz.
0: Yeah, exactly. Especially with him holding both terminals and gaining six points around from objectives. So nuts.
1: So nuts. An accomplishment all of
0: its own right there. Very, very tough. (laughs) Awesome. Alright, so round five? Uh, Round five was against Oscar, who was playing Specter Cell. Mm-hmm. Um, it was on Coruscant back alleys, okay. the gangster gangster map. Um, so that was an, a really interesting match. So there was a little bit of a a language barrier actually, which is really impressive. I, I have a lot of respect that he was able to come and compete at such yeah. a high level, despite that. Uh, that he had some really bad defensive roles. I, that that game I was in pretty good control through throughout, so I think that was a forty to twenty one okay. point win.
1: Awesome, awesome! So a, a a good
0: showing on your part for sure. Yeah, and at at that point, uh, I realized that I probably. Made you the made, cut with yeah, Lothcats, lot I just, know,
1: man alive! And the whole time, we should say, like the whole time um, you are making this run, there is just this. It was the talk of the the talk of the day was David crushing everybody with <laughs> Lothcats running so, through Swiss.
0: <laughs> embarrassingly, so, by that round five game, um, people had told everyone in the UK Facebook group. And my oh,
1: that's awesome.
0: phone was blowing up. <laughs> People were texting me and kind of messaging me on all all sorts of media. And it was embarrassing because I was using it for points tracking. But oh. all these messages kept going over it. Like, oh, sorry. I can't <laughs> play the game because yeah, it, was, it was a bit awkward. You became an overnight celebrity. <laughs> that's awesome. That is so great. All right, so r- round six. Last, last game in Swiss. Actually, if if I had any regrets, it would probably be this game, uh-huh. um, and and the reason is that so this this was against uh, Greg, okay, Greg Munson. Uh, he was playing Vector Cell, and it was Tarkin Weapons. Oh man, uh, which is really nasty. Yeah. So the the regret is that I don't feel like I was able to give give Gre- Greg my. Kind of best shot because to be perfectly honest, I sat down, I looked at the map, and my brain kind of just went. Do you know, I've never played Specter Cell on this map before in my life, and yeah, to, to come to Worlds and play against someone like like Greg without having any semblance of a plan on Tarkin uh, weapons is probably not going to work out either way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I, I guess after the regional season when they changed maps and I started practicing against Spectre, Cell so I just never played a lot of Tarkin because it was the oldest one. And you yeah. kind of, yeah, assume, assume that you've seen what you needed to see. Yeah. Yeah, so he basically had initiative. He took the outside area. With yep. the little sheltered square. Yep. Open the door, um, armed everyone to the teeth. Man.
1: And just ran at you. You know, which
0: which I probably shouldn't have cared about too much since they can almost one shot everything of mine anyways.
1: Yeah, that was that was I mean, it, it it does hurt when they have got something where you might have had the chance <clears throat> of surviving the hit to now like you certainly won't survive yeah. the hit.
0: You know exactly.
1: like, that does feel a little bad, or like I had one. I'm um, not at Worlds, but I think either at a regional or one of our prep games where a red weapon Ezra did like 13 damage or something to um, an Onar, and then Sabine came and finished him off with a grenade. That feels real bad. Right? Like that, you know that things like that hurt. But besides that, you're right. Like your guys are just dying in one shot most of the time anyway.
0: Yeah, I think my my first offensive. Uh, choice of this game was to have Greedo shoot at Zeb, who killed him um, during <laughs> Slow on the Drop <laughs> from, from full health. And I, and I was like, oh, yeah, okay, great. <laughs> yep. All right, all right, all right. <laughs>
1: I forgot. Spectre yeah. is uh, a little above the curve.
0: Yeah, I think so Zeb I had a red weapon, too. So oh, okay. Would, well, yeah. then, yeah, then that's going to happen for sure. Hey, <laughs> Greedo. Uh, yeah, uh, I, yeah. I did manage to get 25 points back. By the That's end, awesome. which which is alright, but yeah, <laughs> I, I probably should have had a some sort of plan for. Yeah, I,
1: I guess with lothcats, you're going to be able to get weapons really far away, right? And so it it might not be, I don't know, because like you can't you can't seed like my my strategy with Tarkin weapons is. um and you can't be su- suicidal, obviously, but you've got to scare Specter away from picking up weapons um, in the area between the two deployment zones. Mm-hmm. Like you can't really do a ton about the hallway, but you need to be able to brush them back a little bit, or else they will just crush you from every single direction.
0: Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think that that was probably a tough tough map for me. It is. It is a tough ways. map. Playing against Specter
1: on Tarkin weapons is. I mean, it's it's favored for them, right? Because all they need to do is pick up weapons and run at you. Whereas, you know, if you can get weapons, that's great. But you can't you can't even leverage the advantage as much as they can because their people are going to be sticking around
0: longer than yours. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I, I guess overall, um, in the Swiss Day, what's what's really interesting is how often people didn't want to attack the Loft cats. Really? Yeah. So. Just about every Specter cell player um, would actually try to finish them off with maybe Zeb's free attack, or they would have a Hera or Chopper attack them. Interesting. And that was huge. So I I did get lucky occasionally, where they would survive a Specter attack, you know, with with one or two health left, and that's absolutely massive. So yeah. You should. You should. Secure the kill on them when you can.
1: Yeah, because they're so they've got five health and they're rolling a black die, right?
0: Yeah, mm. five health, black die. Man, that's... So, so Zeb's Zeb's red, red, and let them survive.
1: Yeah, I mean it's more he's more likely to one shot than than not. I think, but um I'm not actually positive on the math on that. Um But yeah, that's really interesting.
0: Yeah, and and. I think almost nobody used Kanan Ezra to attack the Loftcats. Really? Yeah, they yeah, were so like,
1: I don't want to waste that Pierce that exactly. attack
0: on those guys. But if, if, you, if you think of the Loftcats basically as uh, melee weak ways, then that that's tendency great, probably starts to change.
1: That's a great point. Man, that's so interesting. <clears throat> huh, that is, that's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, all right, so then so you five and one on the day he made the cut. who did you play um in top sixteen
0: uh so Jonathan Grasser, I believe oh, okay. was, yeah, so that game so that game was mall's map as well, so top sixteen match against Jonathan Grasser on mall's map with the posters as objectives hmm um early on, I managed to trade one loft cat for uh, his Zeb, which was great. That's a great trade. <laughs> <clears throat> yep, it was it was an absolutely great trade. And then I managed to get a couple of points of damage on Ezra, and I had Onar, kind of rush to the limit, uh, tools for the job, uh, heightened reflexes, positioning advantage <laughs> to take out his Ezra. Oh man! So that that was. A choice I made because he only had one card in hand left I think and I I just bet that he didn't have on wow. the land. <clears throat> so lo- looking at my dice roll though I probably should have started playing more cautiously because what happened in, immediately after was um, I started focusing up kind of big big hunters, Greedo, yeah. Onar, Hondo yeah. and shooting at Kanan and getting nothing through. Oh, man. So I, I spent probably half a round of all resources on Kanan and got maybe six or seven damage. Yeah. uh And then it it just turned. Then, then he absolutely butchered everything. Mm. I think he hit my Sabine for seven to kill her at one point. Onar was dead because he had rushed up and sort of, exposed himself to take out Ezra. Yeah. Uh, Hondo failed to kill Copper as well. Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, th- I think I, I mentioned, you know, if, if the dice just kind of decide they hate you forever, yeah. you're going to have a really hard time mitigating uh, playing this list. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but it, it was still a um, really good game. It was Closer than it sounds, because yeah. I I was ahead by a bit in the, in the beginning. I think he he really did a good job of not letting that get to him. You know, yeah. so not losing set down, yeah, losing Zeb and Ezra and having only killed one lost cat, and then coming coming back to win it is is pretty. Impressive showing of mental fortitude. I think <laughs> that, is,
1: that is pretty impressive. Yeah, man, that is crazy. That is absolutely yeah. crazy.
0: <clears throat> so that that ended ended my run. Um, to, to be fair, the the next game I was barely terrified of as well because mm-hmm. the next match, if I had beaten him, would have been me playing against Luke. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Who who is other than Alistair Scott who practiced with me, Luke's probably the guy who's seen the most of my list. Yeah. Um and it was on Tarkin Weapons again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> so I I'm I'm not sure the the kind of breakfast discussion about what I should do against Vector Cell on Tarkin Weapons was gonna be enough to help me with that
1: especially because luke is such a solid player right like he he doesn't make mistakes he
0: knows what he's doing yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and and he had seen seen and played against me a couple times
1: Mm.
0: with love cats already so i I was losing some of that surprise factor
1: Hmm. that's so interesting that's so very very interesting awesome well uh, I mean, going 5-1 and one in Swiss was, I, as I said before Worlds, and something I'm definitely holding to, is that if you went 3-3 three and three at Worlds without Spectre, you should feel really good about how you did on the day. Yeah, it feels... And you, I mean, I feel like, and doing it, yeah, and doing it with something like Lothcats, right, where you, ha- I, it was, I, I think, pretty much, I don't think there was anything, any other player, maybe besides Steven Rinsma running his rebel hero list, um, who also made the cut. It's, I, it's really tough to have a more impressive showing than someone who, you know, brings something that like, not only do people not think work, but people have, they so don't think it works that no one has even played against it. Right. Um, (laughs) that you were still able to do as well as you did is amazing. Just absolutely amazing.
0: As far as I know, there was, there was only one other guy testing lost cats a little bit. Oh yeah. Um, and that, that was Tom Parrish in, in okay. the UK. Okay. I, I only mentioned this because nobody believes him that he was testing them before <laughs> I, I took them to Worlds. But I And and
1: now everyone's I, like, Sure
0: you are testing them, Tom. So I, I actually discussed with him about command cards and all of that before Worlds, so he was he was helpful.
1: <laughs> so there you go. You're vouching for him. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That is very, very awesome. Cool. Very, very cool. Well, I mean, world, worlds is over. What are you like? We're we're kind of in like a weird spot with IA at the current moment. The Chris, Brett, Jake, DT, um, Ben are working on this IA continuity project. Like, what are your thoughts? Like, where? What are you? What are your thoughts regarding IA right now?
0: Oh, I um, guess the first thought is I really hope Fantasy Flight decides to make more stuff. But, yeah. Yeah. You know, very very wishful. Um, I think the, the continuity project looks really cool. Yeah. Um it would be awesome if we could get some sort of organized play going there. If we could maybe get some of your your promos made.
1: Yeah for the we new, could definitely new changes.
0: Something like that. Yeah, I so yeah, I I don't know what FFG's response to it will be. Yeah. I mean if they bother responding at all which yeah. I feel like they might not. But I am excited to to try.
1: Yeah, I think what we I what I'm <clears> going to be pushing for us to do is do some kind of a Vassal tournament soon um where we like we can make um Dial, like they've Diala has been the figure that they've really focused on re- reworking and if mm-hmm. we could do like a custom Diala art that would be so great.
0: Oh, um, she looks she looks great.
1: Yeah. Like and so if we could things like that would be awesome. And if, obviously if, if we do our, if we are able to go that route, we are definitely going to um, you know, do something like last last year we did our Zion's Finest regional kits where we like designed tokens and cards and stuff and that was pretty time intensive, but we could do something that's a little bit smaller and maybe just focused on cards because that's what the I continuity project is going to be based off of anyway. So that would be very that's a great idea.
0: Yeah, I think we'll we'll maybe try to run a a side tournament at UK Nationals coming up mm. at the end of the month. They're in May. We, yeah, yep. yeah, and see how many people we can get to play the kind of season one continuity project.
1: Great call, man! That'd be amazing. That'd be absolutely amazing. Very cool. All right, David. Well, do you have any more um, brilliant insights for us? Any other hidden figures that no one knows about that we should we should <laughs> all be playing?
0: Well, um, I think my my next list will either be Spectre Cell <laughs> <laughs> because I've I've LED the entire. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. So I, I've LED'd Sabine, Ezra, Anin. And they they look amazing on on the tabletop.
1: Yeah, if you're on... Because you've posted pictures of it on the Slack, haven't you?
0: Yeah, a couple. You
1: And you, if you're on the Slack, people, you should see these. Because they are nuts. I saw the picture you posted of the Vader, the LED Vader. Oh,
0: right. I I actually brought brought him to Worlds and swapped him to Micah. Oh, cool. Very cool. A couple of other promos, yeah.
1: I mean, those, that was... Oh, that was incredible. So yeah, your Specter team, go for it.
0: Yeah, uh, it might. It's probably more likely that my wife will play that. There you go. <laughs> um, there you go. And I, I also really wanted to play Ob Mall together. Oh, okay. More, nice. more as a flavorful fun. Oh, yeah,
1: nice little theme.
0: Yeah. That Especially is. with with the mall mall card worlds, get some use out of it.
1: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh exactly um yeah that's so that's awesome that is very very that is very cool all right well i guess if if that's all we, we've got on the day we want to thank you dave for coming on and regaling us with the story of your amazing run at worlds yeah thanks thanks for having me we want to thank everybody for listening again we really want to encourage people to um get involved with the IA continuity project in terms of getting games in play testing it um, doing it with your local group, I don't think, like, I, we're not harboring um, delusions of grandeur or anything like that, but it's a great, it, it's something that the community is focused, right, the community is focused on this in terms of making the fixes and everything like that, and it will it, be a great way to reignite um, interest in the game for people who, Maybe got burned out with Specter, or stopped like a year or so ago, right? Like they were saying, they didn't like how hunters were everywhere, or something like that. The IAC continuity project is trying to address all those things, so it's a great way for people to um, get back into it, or you know, just stay involved with the game as we're working on it. So encourage people to do that. And again, Dave, we want to thank you so much for coming on. Yep, thanks a lot.